What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 12 yeah it's 12 it is 12 we thought it was 11 but it it's 12 we checked fact checks people of the not another wrestling podcast sean mcchesney cj palmasano are your hosts not too much to get to this week cj we will uh discuss a little bit of survivor series and takeover we didn't have an opportunity to really discuss that last week my apologies on that mm. so we'll briefly recap that this week i really want to hit home um how bad raw was this week SmackDown in comparison blew Raw out of the water as they normally do but yeah. this week specifically CJ I didn't even watch it I kind of just followed it on social media I don't plan on going back to watch it I heard it was that bad uh, we have some NXT spoilers for you so we're giving you that warning now you can gladly turn us off we are going to talk about it uh, we'll get to that a little bit later but uh, we have a new Japan wrestler who potentially may never wrestle again yes we have that as well um, you sent me the uh, final battle card as of right now i want to discuss that you I'm know going. for a couple of minutes you are going nice um i do want to discuss that for a couple of minutes because it's start to finish looks pretty awesome so we'll give and that dlc is the following sunday so yes <laughs> so we'll give that a few minutes of course we'll start leading into tlc a little bit we have a uh, a couple of TLC matches already announced. Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. Um, we have the Women's Championship on SmackDown. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Asuka, which I think could be a great match. Becky Lynch comes back for one SmackDown. She saves the whole show. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, looks like Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe are now building a rivalry. I'm which into, I'm into that. I give Samoa Joe credit for the promo he cut on SmackDown. It was, it was real. It was a little funny, but... It was a real one, so we'll talk about that a little bit. He had a bit. Michael Cole cameo. He, he appeared to. He, he appeared he, on SmackDown. He appeared to introduce Jeff Hardy, and then when Jeff got in the ring, he was gone. He was gone. <laughs> he might as well have just worn a cameo suit. You so, might as well have had Tom Phillips or Corey Graves or Byron Saxon introduce him. Yeah. Or just have Greg Hamilton do it. What was the point of Michael Cole doing it? It was probably just for the fact that he was around his whole career, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. That's, he, that he makes was, sense. He was the play-by-play guy in SmackDown for like 10 years, so... And he was, and he did play-by-play a lot in the Ruth Regression era and, and a little bit in the Attitude Era, too. He True. Was, he was an interviewer. Right, because Jim Ross had health problems in the late 90s, so he would fill in a lot. So, anyway, so, yeah, that's my guess why he was there. So, we'll touch on all that, but I do want to kind of touch on... Uh, we'll do TakeOver and Survivor Series all in one, because really, we, we really missed our week to kind of recap the whole show, but I do want to hit this point home. And they proved it to us every single time they do this. I still don't know why we're bringing it up, but we're going to anyway. In just four matches for TakeOver War Games 2, all four, and I don't count the Matt Riddle and um, 
Well, it was, oh, no, a, it, was, it was a squash match. It was a squash match. It was a six-second match that was supposed to be on NXT TV. That they, but that was great, though. They moved to Wargames. No, it was a great opening segment. Don't get me wrong, but I just still don't count it as a match. So we stick with four matches. Hey, if the bell rings, and if it's one, two, three, it's a match. Yeah, whatever. So I'm going to... Five matches. Four and a half. Um... So you get four and a half matches, in which was probably a two and a half hour, close to three hour show. It was about two and a half hours. Blue, the four and a four and a half hour show with probably seven plus matches right out of the water, as expected. Takeover War less, Games less two. Takeover War Games two, and I'm going to ask you this because I know you're very vocal on New Orleans being your favorite. Was this one better than New Orleans? It was neck and neck. Neck and neck. It was, I agree. Um, I watched some stuff from like Russell Talk and Cultaholic, and I think Jack the Jobber. Uh, Described it as nearly perfect, like it's it's right up there with New Orleans. The way I look at this, and you know, the two out of three falls match for the women's championship, I thought was good. Uh, Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black was amazing. That was my favorite match the, in the whole card. They have phenomenal chemistry Other together. Than War games. Uh, War games was great from start to finish. Champa and Dream. Champa and Dream, in my opinion, stole the show. You really thought Dream was going to win the title? At one point, times. yeah, you did. And then at the end, just the way it ended, and for them to, to even sell the post-match, both of them just laying there for at least a good five to six minutes. Velveteen Dream was knocked out, and Champa just didn't get up. Like, that was the brutality that they went through in that match. And, of course, the war games from start to finish, it told the story by itself. It was so great. You know, the, whole, the whole card was great. I'm surprised that Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane didn't get as much time as we thought they did, but it was still a fun match. But, yeah, like... If you count the matches that were advertised from start to finish, every one, every single one was great. They delivered. Ono and Riddle was a bit was a bit of a surprise and a quick squ squash match, which we kind of expected it was going right. to happen, but we weren't sure. We we but, expected it to be on the card. I didn't really. I, obviously, you knew Matt Riddle was going to win, but yeah, you thought that. And, and again, it was a good opening segment. It got everybody fired up. It was a little unexpected because mm -hmm. it wasn't announced. Like obviously, when he came out, everybody was a little caught by surprise. He says we know, and he even said he goes, "Listen, I know this match is supposed to take place on Wednesday. I don't care. We're going to do it right now." So. When you really stop and you, you take a look at it, CJ, like I said, you know, you look at Survivor Series, which was a nice four-hour show. In comparison to Survivor Series, CJ, you know, you look, again, four-hour show, you know, you look at some of the matches that, and again, Survivor Series is one of those shows that it's like it has like almost like that fantasy feel to it. Like you had Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura, which I thought was a great match. My mic wasn't on. Yeah, uh, Brian and Brock. Brian and Brock, which I thought was a pretty decent match to close the show. You know, at first it almost seemed like a squash, but then Brian got himself back into it. But then you have some of these matches, like the, both five-on-fives I thought could have been a lot better. You know, you looked at the Cruiserweight match I thought was great. I'm surprised it even made the main card. Yeah, the uh, Enzo Amore uh, can't go. <laughs> that was great. And it, it, literally, and that's the funniest thing. Any chance that he had of being re-signed is now gone. He's an idiot. He's such a moron. Like now, now they're saying he's banned from all WWE events and live events, and I'm just. I like, heard he was banned from all events on the Staples Center. Yeah, well, that too. I I heard WWE say he just was banned. Period. So, anyway, in comparison to that NXT Takeover, it's like you know what? All we need is four matches, and we're gonna beat you anyway. And it was. It was a start to finish phenomenal show. And like you said, I thought it was neck and neck with New Orleans. Yeah. How, how I just want to talk about Black and Gargano for a little bit. That was my favorite match in the show. It was neck and neck between that and War Games and 
really, if you pick any match on this show, you can't go wrong with it being your favorite because every single match was knocked out of the park. It delivered. It was fantastic. Um, Gargano was working so well as a heel. Yeah. Like, you kind of thought, like, is he... It, like he's kind of like and he's also kind of like that delusional heel you know he was high-fiving kids you know yeah. he was embracing fans who were cheering for him but you know he got a lot like a pretty he got a mixed ne- reaction yeah mixed reaction got some booze in there yeah you know uh and black that i think it was the best paced match of the entire night yeah move for move like when gar i think it was, yeah gargano he did the suicide dive and then he did the DDT onto the outside. Yeah. The tornado DDT onto the outside. That the was amazing. The thing he usually does, like, kind of like when he uh, does insider ring, he does it outside. I'm like, that was incredible. Yes. And just real quick, sorry for the outside noise. I don't know why they're mowing lawns in December. But anyway. It's November, but. Well, it's December tomorrow, so it might as well be December. Right. Uh, but anyway, y- you're right. I thought Gargano and. Um, and Black was the best-paced match. I thought start to finish, their chemistry was off the charts. Even the ending with him just holding up Gargano just to hit a second Black Mass to pin him. Like, on his head. He was out, but he was just dangling on yeah. Gargano's... Uh, I'm sorry, on Black's chest. Yeah. It, it was amazing. And like you said, I thought that was one of the best matches of the night. I thought maybe it was the best match of the night, but I still thought that Champa and Dream surprisingly... Stole the show. I th- you, you like you said at one point. I I thought Dream was gonna win the title once or twice. I know it was es- great, especially the end with that elbow right before Champa won the match. Mm-hmm. The whole Staples Center jumped. They were like, "This is it." Dr- Velveteen Dream just won the championship. But that one was I thought was pretty good. You know, you looked at, you know, two guys that you never really thought would be in the ring together. Not that the match yeah. was kind of put together last minute, but it was one of those. All right, this is more of a transition to NXT Takeover Phoenix. Although I heard they're calling it Arizona. I don't know what they're calling it. Uh, I- I think the thing was is that Velveteen Dream, you know, for the most part has been, uh, he's been great and the fans have loved him. He's kind of been a heel, but now he's a full-blown babyface. Yeah. The thing is, wow, that's really annoying. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, is that he's kind of been the guy to kind of put over other people up until Brooklyn 4. When right. He BD, when he BDC 3. Yeah. Now, I think they realize that, you know, we have to give him, like, a proper NXT TakeOver match. Not that he can't put on good matches, but we should give him at least a championship match yes. for now, see how he does, and then down the line, maybe we should put the title on him. Yeah, I, I, I think one day he will win the championship. There's no I, doubt about it. I just think that'll happen more down the line. So, you know, you maybe look at, like, um, Toronto 2 next year when when they're in for well, SummerSlam weekend. Maybe that'll be a date that he could win it. Sure, we think he could win it. I mean, anybody's capable of winning a championship if they they have the talent, if they're good enough, they work hard. But the thing is, it's a matter of, is that in the plans yeah. for NXT? Is it the Or does Vince McMahon want to bring them up to the main roster? Because I think, it, you know, uh, after Mania this year, we're going to see a lot of call-ups. I think Black's going to get called up. Champ's going to get called up. Dream could possibly get called up. You know, there are a lot of people in NXT who didn't win a championship got called up. Yeah. But sometimes they don't do too well. well Other you, times they do. You mentioned prime example it, is Alexa Bliss and Elias. Yeah, you mentioned it, and Becky Lynch, too, is a prime example, of mm-hmm. course. You mentioned it the other day. The North American Championship is now there, you know, as a sta- as a stand-up. You don't have to win the NXT Championship to have talent as well to get called up, too. You, you even mentioned the other day the Velveteen Dream. He That could be a path that he could take towards it, the main roster. Yeah, I mean... Uh, him and Ricochet could go at it again like they did before earlier this year. I don't think they will do Ricochet and Dream again. No, I don't think so. But I think they're setting up for Pete Dunn Ricochet at some point. 
Yeah, I think they want to do that championship versus championship match they did like last time before Undisputed Era got involved. But I don't know if realistically they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going to do a champion versus championship match again or if, or if Ricochet's going to put one title on the line and then Pete Dunne's going to put his title Pete on the line. Pete Dunne has been very vocal. He wants the North American title. You see, I don't know if they're going to do have either one of them win those championships. I don't think so. I because th- Pete Dunne is the like he's the guy on NXT UK. Right. He shows he's showed up in regular NXT North, uh, you know, North America in, in Florida, but and Ricochet, I mean if he I would think that if Ricochet wins the UK championship, he would have to show up on NXT UK. Yeah. Which would be cool, but I don't know. But speaking of NXT UK, we've got the first ever NXT UK takeover in Blackpool, England. Yes. January 12th. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that is going to be in January, which is awesome. Um, but like you said, you know, I, I wouldn't expect Ricochet to win the championship. I don't expect him to be on NXT UK. Uh, it would be cool to see. It would be a little bit unusual. Maybe that's yeah. what they're going for. Um I would love to see a Ricochet-Travis Banks match. Yes, I would too as well. That would be pretty cool. Um, But, you know, just looking down the line too, why don't we hit the War Games match, the main event of the night, which Mm -hmm. I thought was awesome. And the reason I think they didn't give Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler a lot of time was for them to make sure they had time for this one. Yeah, obviously this match needed the most time, and it did. And and it literally every single minute, not every single minute was planned out, but every single minute needed to execute because they were going to do something. Thank you, by the way. Um, Lawn mowing's over. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. It's back on. Anyway, um, they needed every single minute of that match to get it right. Everybody looked incredible in this match. Especially Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. First match back. He or first big match back. He looked like he didn't miss a step. Yeah. For somebody what he had a, a what was his injury? A torn ACL, I think. I think he had a torn ACL. So for him to come back and I'd say probably under ten months. Not not even because he did it right before New Orleans, which was probably March. It was probably nine six- months? Maybe. All right, a, little, it's about. a little less, six months maybe. Right. So for him to come back in that in that quick a time, and his, either his, I believe it was his first match back, for it to be in war games, that is something very special. On TV, he probably on, did some house shows. Probably some house shows. His on first TV, big match but his first takeover, was war games. First match on TV back was war games. Yeah. Everything was great. You, you could tell, the, you could see the story in the match, the understudied era, everybody was on the same page. You know, they kind of like... When before Kyle O'Reilly came out, you know they were kind of like, oh wait, but then, you know they're like, no no no, Kyle, you go, you go, you go. Yeah. Um, so you could tell that they were on the same page. Whereas War Raiders and Pete Dunn, War Raiders, both of them, Hanson and Rowe, pushed Pete, yeah. Pete Dunn back aside because so they wanted to get into the match. Yeah. So you're thinking at one point, oh, this could lead, possibly lead to something during the match, a miscommunication. You, you, you could think that Pete Dunn could turn on everybody. Yes. He didn't. But, he didn't. But I thought for a second that you know they're gonna have Pete Dunn turn heel, or they at least I don't know turn heel, but. Because I don't know who's going to boot. At least walk boot. out of the match. Well, he probably, if anybody, turn on Ricochet. If anything, yeah, that's the most likely thing. But you saw at the end of the match, they're both at the top of the cage, and then they're both looking at their championships. You know, I think this, now that I think this leads that for Hanson and Rhodes to get an NXT cha- uh, tag team championship It'll probably match. happen in, in Arizona. Probably. Um, and they'll probably drop the titles to Hanson and Rhodes at that yeah, time. Yeah, this, this is because... And then they're going to rematch it, take over Brooklyn Five or something. This is what we talked about, um, about the Undisputed Era and possibly having them being called up. I think this is the beginning of that happening. Yeah. I mean, uh, we both speculate that we think Adam Cole should face Ciampa for the, for the, the NXT title at... Uh, at Phoenix. Yeah. We both think that. But, uh, because I really don't think that, I think him and his stuff with Ricochet is, is done. 
Yeah. I really don't know anybody else who he could really face other than Champa, maybe Gargano. He's already faced Aleister Black. Uh, he could face Matt Riddle. He could face Keith Lee. Um, just quickly thinking who else is on the NXT roster. I don't know. But I feel like Aleister... I feel like it's going to be Aleister Black and Champa. At, That's what it looks like they're setting up towards. It looks like. Because he never got his one-on-one rematch. Right, probably with Gargano on the outside. Spoiler alert, people. That's coming. Um, they could do a triple threat. I know people were saying the possibility of a triple threat, but I would assume you saw the video of what happened as to why we're going to talk about heel DIY in a couple of minutes. Yeah, and this is a spoiler warning. So, and it, Actually, we've, we honestly, honestly already spoiled it yeah. before when, the, when we started the podcast. <laughs> so... If you don't want to know what happened on NXT TV, for the few of you that listen to this, uh, just skip over a, for a couple of minutes, and we'll try not to spoil you. But here it comes. DIY is back, and they are both heels. Yes. Johnny Gargano had a match with Aleister Black, a steel cage match. Champa came into the match to help Johnny Gargano. Champa was standing at the co- one corner where the door was, and Gargano was at the opposite corner of the ring. Johnny threw his hands up. Champa threw his hand threw uh, his arms up, pointing at, at Black. They did their DIY finisher, the super kick into the knee, right on Aleister Black. Gargano got close to Champa right after that happened, and he moved quickly away. And Champa just slowly walked out of the ring. They didn't show you what happened afterwards. I assume that Gargano won that match, but this is very interesting. Yeah. D- I mean, they're kind of playing the, playing the scene. Like, well, is, is DIY back? Is it not? But we think for sure it's it's back. Yeah, it's back and, and we long. have the speculation that at some point this is going to be leading towards Gargano turning on Champa almost until Champa lets his guard down, which is going to set up the main event for Takeover Brooklyn Five, where Johnny what? Gargano will finally win the championship. I don't think this is a full heel turn. I think this is just specifically him just luring Champa in because it's obvious he's still obsessed with Champa. He even said it a few weeks ago. He did. But the thing is, if he really, if that plan is for him to. You know, trick Champa to think that you know he's on his side. He's on his side, and that DIY is back, and that to Champa that Organo's seen the light, but really he's turned to the dark side, like Champa has. Excuse me. Um, that's exactly what Organo wants him to do. He wants him to get let his guard down, so after Phoenix or what after whenever he can, they can set up this match for Takeover Brooklyn Five. You know, one year later, these guys are main eventing a Takeover the weekend of Mania again. And this time for the NXT Championship. And this time for the championship. Right, which they already did in Brooklyn 4, which you and I were there for. A great last man standing match. Mm -hmm. And we have been two of many who have said these two cannot wrestle in a regular one-on-one match again because of what they've been able to do in the ring together. True. From the unsanctioned match. But But I feel like because they've had so many of those matches, last man standing, unsanctioned, you know, Chicago street fight. I honestly feel like... Maybe this is time for them to have a regular match? I think so, because I don't think at this at this point, if you do another one, it could probably, you know, maybe dilute the feeling of those other matches. Unless they're going to do a first ever, which I mentioned back in the summer should be a Hell in a Cell match. I don't know if they're going to do a Hell in a Cell match I don't know if they would. I'm not It'd saying... It'd be cool for this rivalry, but I don't know if they're going to do that. If they're going to do a first time ever, that would be the one that they should go to. But other than that, I agree with you. I think it should be a regular one-on-one match because you know what these two could do in the ring together. You saw it in the Cruiserweight Classic when they went up one-on-one together. Um, you've seen it time and time again over the summer what they can do. Now you, you know, you put them in a regular match, you're right. I think if they did something else, it would, you know, kind of take the feeling away from the other three, except a Hell in a Cell match. 
I think that would be the way to finally end this thing. And you get a first time ever out of it. I have to see what happens in Brooklyn Five. I mean, you got to see what happens at Phoenix first. Because again, what we're talking about heel DIY. Is it back? Is it not back? Is this a trick to let Champa get his guard down and then Gargano's going to strike? You know, we don't know. I think eventually this is going to lead. Whether Gargano tricks him or maybe like Champa gets. They are on the same page and Champa gets mad at him and then DIY implodes again. Yeah. You know. Just wait and see. But question, I, I, I can't wait for the next few months of NXT. question that I have for you is this. If this is a trick, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say let's say we get a triple threat because we want Adam Cole for the, to at least be an NXT Black, title Champa, match so bad. And Cole. Champa, Black, and Adam Cole. Champa wins the match. And at the end of the match, Johnny Gargano turns on Tommaso Champa, which will set up Brooklyn Five. Can Johnny Gargano get the full support of the fans back after this? It depends. They really like if it's a random, if it's a random attack like Champa turn. Oh, sorry. Why am I saying sorry? <laughs> uh, if if it's a random attack like Champa did when he turned on uh, Gargano and take over Chicago one, it may seem like or what they're trying to do is that Gargano is the heel and that Champa is the babyface. Really? Okay. Um, maybe maybe that's what they would try to do. I think you really have to play up the fact that you. <clears throat> that there is dissension or that there is some uneasiness between the two now that they're back together down the line. Mm. Um, sure, you could you could do the thing where, like, I was waiting for you to get your guard down and now I finally get what I wanted. This is all leading to that championship that should have been mine in the first place or whatever he, he could say. Either one would be fine, but I feel like if you don't have any like seeds planted of something there it could be seen as a full-blown gargano heel turn and a double turn essentially (laughs) but um i think you need to have some uh plant the seeds of like some problems with diy so it can't just be a regular you know i was waiting for you to get your guard down because if that's the case what you're saying is potentially it could lead to a double turn it could lead to a double turn which i don't think they want to do with champa and gargano not yet at least i don't think you want to do that for champa period i think he could be one of the best heels on the main roster the day he goes up i think so too I've, i've said he's like he's the longest time he's the best pure heel in wrestling yes and even though that character not necessarily saying it's lost steam but it's definitely not as big as it was in april it's different yeah it's it's not as big as it was it has the opportunity to be big again it's just i think they're kind of waiting for it to be big like you know you had the match velveteen dream it wasn't you know a high profile match it was a phenomenal match but it it didn't get a lot of promotion all that stuff it was done a couple of weeks in advance um one thing i forgot to mention about that match is when he when Mara was just talking crap about oh, and he uh, threw the Champa paper at him. Threw the paper at him. He told him to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and Mara was stunned. I think that was just a very in the moment thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love Champa, but you know, you you look at um what will probably be Champa versus Black. I'm gonna assume. I don't think Adam Cole's gonna be involved in this. I would love for him to be, but I think it's gonna be Champa and Black at Phoenix. I think you have the opportunity to kind of build this a little more, you know, mm-hmm. get that heel character back up. And you know, like you said, I think there needs to be a little bit of problems within Gargano and Champa for this, you know, I was waiting for you to put your guard down thing to work. I think that might lead to something with the Undisputed Era. Like we had mentioned, a possible tag team title shot. Maybe they lose that tag team title shot. 
maybe that could be it. Yeah, I think like on a TV taping. And I would honestly do Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, not Bobby uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Not that I don't think either one of a, of the pair would be great, but a match between DIY and Red Dragon yeah. would be great because that would be a funny, uh, an, an ironic thing that Champa, he put out a tweet after you know Undisputed Era formed at Brooklyn Three. That uh, after tonight, I and he was injured at the, at the time. He goes, after tonight, I've I've known one thing that Red Dragon versus DIY is never gonna happen. Yeah. So it would be ironic, and I would just love to see that match personally. It would, but I know that ever since Bobby Fish has come back, they've kept the tag belt on Roderick Strong. Yeah, they haven't so. really done the Freebird rule, but they could. They could. They, they could just haven't yet. Uh, the only time that they did was obviously when Roderick Strong joined the Undisputed Era where Adam Cole gave him the NXT champ tag team title because Adam Cole had to defend it for Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. And then the next uh, taping, he gave it to Roderick Strong. So that's really... Yeah, he did. And it's been that way ever since. And it obviously, because he was a North American champion at the time, he didn't need to be a double champ. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see that. But that's where I think maybe you could start planting the seeds to mm-hmm. this happening. You Maybe you get that tag title shot. Or maybe... Maybe one better is Undisputed Era drops the tag belts to War Raiders on TV, and then War Raiders would defend it against DIY. That would maybe make a little more sense because it'd be face versus heel, technically. Yeah, it, for wrestling it would, but just for as like a dream match. Oh, it's a dream match, definitely. For me, I prefer the Red Dragon versus DIY. I agree with you. I'm just saying, you know, for you know storyline purposes, maybe it makes more sense for the faces to take on the heels in this sense. Maybe. Don't get me wrong. Heel versus heel, I don't care about, especially Undisputed Era versus DIY. I think that could be a phenomenal match. But I think maybe if you give DIY a tag title shot and let's say there's miscommunication and, you know, Champa accidentally hits Gargano or vice versa, they could start planting the seeds for a for Gargano to turn on Champa and Phoenix. It could. That's I mean, where I think it leads to. Time here. And I don't want to talk about it, but we should probably talk about what's been going on Raw and SmackDown the past couple weeks. I mean, you hit it right on the head before we started. And again, I don't want to go too much longer, but the Dean Ambrose heel turn up until this week I thought has been good. Actually, up till a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned with him burning the shield jacket in the parking Everything lot. Everything he did until burning the... when he was in the parking lot and burned... The shield vest in the parking lot. It was all great. Yes, everything was great. And then when they were in Los Angeles for Raw, then after Survivor Series, he alluded that Reigns deserved to get leukemia. Yeah, he was saying that the people in Los Angeles smelled. He said I mean, that in Milwaukee too. Yeah, he was. They showed him. He's at the doctor's office because he was getting shots so he doesn't get sick from how from all those people. I'm just like, you this have, is cringe You have turned. Dean Ambrose into a stereotypical WWE heel yeah. of like ages ago. Yeah. You turned him heel at like a moment where everybody was just completely shocked, where I said this could potentially lead to him being the biggest heel in the entire business. I was gonna, in, in all of wrestling. You even mentioned it, and I and I had my I had my doubts about the night they did it, and you said the night that they did it is the reason he's gonna get the most heat out of any heel in the company. I say that because logically speaking, but remember this is wrestling. We can't always speak logically because of Vince McMahon and how he can be sometimes. <laughs> but you would think it makes sense. He becomes the biggest heel. Him and Rollins feud for the IC title, and you know, he gets a lot of heat for it. Yeah. And so far... And so far, they've just completely derailed all momentum, and now I'm not even excited anymore. I mean, first of all, they don't even have a stipulation announced yet for this match. I don't think they're going to have one, which is dumb. I I mean... At least put them in a ladder match. At this point, 
Well, they could put it in a ladder match. Well, they, they haven't they, announced anything they yet. Did, they did one with Dolph and uh, Luke Harper a few years ago. Which wasn't that bad. No, it was a good match. Yeah. But the, but the thing is, like, at this, I think a stipulation match would be good to help, you know... Save the heel turn? Yeah, sa- save the rivalry and put a little fire back under their asses and be like, all right, well, this is kind of losing some steam. This is getting, you know... And they could honestly think like, oh, he's—they're booing him. They could th- think that this is really good. like no, they're—we're booing because this is bad. This is a terrible show. This, this is bad work that you're doing. No, definitely. And don't and the whole thing with Corbin and Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Stop. And well, here's another thing. So apparently, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler are no longer a team anymore. Does it look like it, it? They just randomly split them up, and there's no reason as to why they split yeah. them up. We all get that you're trying to push Drew McIntyre, but should you kind of have some continuity in your story yeah. and things that make sense? At least have him turn on Dolph or something. At the yeah, at the very least, if you're gonna have McIntyre be a, become a big heel, a top player in your roster, which we all know he is, right? And, and I we lo- all know he's gonna do fine with it. Yes, and I love Drew McIntyre, and. But the thing is, you got to have some things make sense. Yes. You know? Like... For him to just randomly split off with Dolph Ziggler, and I don't know if this is a permanent thing or kind of a temporary thing, and maybe even Dolph, you know, confronts him being like, yo, where have you been, bro, sort of thing. Either way, the way they're making it sound right now, CJ, is they're done, and we have no idea why. Yeah, we have no idea why. I don't understand that. I don't understand why you... I mean, Dolph Ziggler answered the the uh, open challenge for the IC title, and I'm like, really, Dolph Ziggler? Well, we've only seen that match fifteen thousand times. Like, I'm I'm just thinking to myself, you could have had anybody. Apparently, Apollo Cruz had a good showing recently in Raw. You could have had him have a good match against Rollins. Yeah. You could have had some of NXT, you know, not a call up, but uh, somewhat of a cameo, like Sami Zayn did against John Cena a few years ago. You know, some like Ricochet, maybe Adam Cole. Who knows? Who knows? What's I mean, Adam happen. Cole's already been in the Royal Rumble, so why not? Johnny Gargano, because a lot of people want that match. Yeah, I, I know I do, but how he could have had Champa come up like Kevin Owens did a few years ago with the championship. You could have the NXT champion when he came up. You could have, but went with Dolph Ziggler. It's not that these two can't have a good match together because they they always deliver, but it's been done. It's been done so many times. Right, and you know it's it's not saying that this one wasn't good because it was. It was probably the best part of Raw. Period. But, again, like you said, we're used to it. We've seen mm-hmm. it. It was a full summer rivalry with these two. Actually, full summer rivalry. The rivalry just ended a couple weeks ago. So it's like we just saw this. Like, give us something new. And, again, the match was fine. It was probably the best part of Raw, but we've seen it. It's like we're on repeat here. Yeah, exactly. Like it's getting old. So, but, yeah, I agree with you with the Dean Ambrose heel turn. I thought it's losing steam. The good news with them, and like you said, this is logically speaking, they don't always follow that. They have an opportunity here to save it. Give them a stipulation at TLC. Give them a ladder match. Give them a ladder match. Give them a ladder match. Make him look like the biggest piece of trash towards Seth Rollins. Get that entire crowd to turn on him. Make him like... Listen, if Vince has seen anything from NXT, and I, and I know he doesn't watch it because it's clear... Because Triple H just makes NXT look ten times better than it. I don't WWE think anybody watch. Honestly, I don't think anybody who's on like the main uh, roster creative, other than Triple H, watches NXT. Watches NXT. It's be- clear. It's clear because you can tell when so many people get called up, their characters change completely. Like biggest example is Bailey. Yeah. Like, she was Sasha a, Banks. Sasha Banks. She was a Bailey was a lovable, uh, lovable baby face. You know, but. When she when you pissed her off, she was an ass kicker. Yeah. She'd get in the ring and she could kick your ass and she could have a great match with anybody in the ring. 
And when you bring up to the main roster, you're turned into a woman child. Yeah. What are you doing? Sasha Banks looked like one of the best heels in NXT, NXT cha Women's Champion for seven months. She comes up, she trades the belt with Charlotte for four months, so she's a four-time champion. What is she, or no, I'm sorry, what is that, a five-time, no, four-time champion. What has she done since? She has never successfully defended the Women's Championship either. You and go that back, is the never. That is the story of Sasha Banks, unfortunately. Every yeah. time she won the title, she dropped it to the, to the person who she lost it to. Exactly. She has never successfully defended the championship, whether that be on Raw or on a pay-per-view. Actually, she She's, no, she did win. Uh, she did win at SummerSlam uh, last no. year. No, she won oh, from Summer Alexa Slam, Bliss. From Alexa Bliss, yes. Yes, but on she paper, lost it on Raw like she, two weeks later. But she, uh, Sasha Banks and that Charlotte rivalry. Sure, the matches were great. Sha Sasha lost on every pay per view she defended to Charlotte. Yep. And Charlotte lost in every Raw she defended the the championship. Yep. You knew if if Charlotte was defending the title on Raw, she was losing. Yep. If Sasha was defending the title on pay per view, she, was, she losing. was losing. Yep. It just seemed like... See, the good I, thing I don't is, like the flip-flopping of the belt. The good really. thing is what we've seen with Charlotte and Becky Lynch on SmackDown is the characters have the opportunity to be saved. Becky Lynch, the prime example. That's another thing. The week prior, the, the, the SmackDown after SummerSlam, you made it seem like you're kind of doing the badass thing, with kind of like with Becky, but that was organically done, with Charlotte, because she beat up the Iconics. Yeah. But now... She said she beat up Ronda for Becky, and now this week on SmackDown, she said she, she said, beat I beat her up for me. So now it seems like Charlotte's a heel. Yeah, so where are we here? But one of those heels that is like she's not running from Becky. She's, she's a tweener, I think, at this point. If we're going to label her something, CJ, at this very moment of what we've seen, I think she's a tweener. I guess, but... She's going to be a heel, because she even said, Ronda, I will see you at TLC. Ronda will see you at TLC? They both have said they will see each other at TLC. I don't know oh, what yeah, that means. Oh, yeah. that Well, they're both on the pay-per-view. Well, they both are on the pay-per-view. It's basically just a matter of who's going on last. And in my opinion, it would probably be the TLC match. Not saying it's going to main event, but I'm saying Ronda... Well, that is going it? on last if it's the main event. Well, I'm saying Ronda and Nia... Oh, Ronda and Nia is not main eventing. They're, they're not main eventing. I'm just saying w which Ronda or Charlotte is going to go on after. Because whichever match is on after, that other person is coming out after the match is over. Hmm. Which makes me believe, possibly, that Charlotte might win at TLC. I don't know. I, I just... Well, they're going to do a title for title? I, I wouldn't say a title for title, but maybe something at the Rumble, which is a gr another grudge match. Because you think, you think about it realistically with the Royal Rumble coming up. You have two Royal Rumbles, number one. Mm -hmm. You're going to have the Universal and the WWE Championship on the line. There was no room for Charlotte or Alexa Bliss last year to besides just watch the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Maybe you just have champion versus champion again. I don't know if they do it that at the Royal Rumble. Because um, I honestly feel like they're, they're building towards the match at Mania now. Um, and whether or not Becky's going to be in it, which she should. I honestly think... This should be for the SmackDown Women's Championship because I feel like that championship has, in recent memory, have has felt more important than the Raw Women's Championship. So for that to happen, Ronda's got to drop the belt and win the Rumble. That's the thing. Who does she lose the belt to? Exactly. She, the, the plan is for her to lose at WrestleMania, at least at the moment. Who's she going to lose to beforehand? She going to lose at the Rumble the and then end up in the Rumble match? It makes it does make more sense for Becky to drop the title. And then if they want, because here's the thing, how are they going? I can understand if they want to do like one on one. If they if they do Ronda and Becky, 
then Becky would have to drop the title and win the Rumble, or Ronda would have to drop the ti- her title and win the Rumble. Right. Uh, or, and Charlotte, she would just have to win the Rumble in general. Yeah, it just but, seems more likely and that Becky would lose first and then win the Rumble than Ronda would because it seems like that they want Ronda's streak to end at WrestleMania. They want her to go into the champion. Another thing that's being reported recently is that uh, they want to bring Ronda to SmackDown because of the Fox deal. Uh, that makes sense. But the thing is, I don't know if they're going to bring her to SmackDown so soon. And if they did, maybe they'd bring her to SmackDown after WrestleMania this year. I don't know how they're going to bring her to SmackDown or something. They could do something where they trade her. like. But the thing is, then you've got Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky all on SmackDown. And you've kind of just gutted the women's division. Because yeah. right now... SmackDown's the better show because they have the better women's division. They have the better tag division. Raw's tag division is essentially AOP. Yeah. And Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Which, which is going to end in about a matter of 35 seconds. And then you, and then the women's division, you know, you have Sasha Banks and Bayley, but you've you've ruined them essentially. Yeah. You know, the Riot Squad and Nia Jax. I'm just like... Nia Jax that, ruined herself. That's Here's another thing. Nia Jax, credit to them that they're kind of trying to make something out of this with her... Breaking and, and Becky's face. Yeah. But you're essentially rewarding her for hurting someone I don't and, know ru- and ruining a huge match that you were potentially putting on, which, by the way, it was supposed to be last. I it think, was. I think Meltzer reported that no, it was no, supposed I to be did, last. No, no, I did hear that that was going to main event because I was, I was even more angry when I found out that the match wasn't happening. That They were saying that it was either going to be AJ Brock, but most likely Becky and Ronda. But I, I, did, I was the one that told you AJ was supposed to go over Brock. But yes, I did hear reports that there was a possibility, a strong one, that Becky and Ronda was going to main event Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I even said the week before with the invasion angle, that match had the opportunity now to main event. Um, and yes and no on your point to rewarding Nia. Yes, because like you said, they, it just the way it looks. But at the same time, she's getting the heat now that they wanted going into this Ronda match yeah, at TLC. I, I get it. I, I understand. I get it. So they're but taking it, advantage of it, yes. I'm sh- And don't get me wrong, she got major heat backstage after it happened. I saw multiple reports on it. So I don't know they're necessarily rewarding her for breaking Becky's face. I think they're just taking advantage of the opportunity because now Ronda ridic- goes into this match at TLC as the full-blown baby face. That's the ridic- ridiculous term to breaking someone's face. She had a broken nose and a concussion. Yeah. Going on their terms, but again, like you, like I just said, I think they're just taking advantage of the opportunity because Nia has the most heat out of anybody in the women's division right now. Going into a match with Ronda, That's who true. just got booed out of the Staples Center after getting her ass kicked by Charlotte, which they they did not want to happen. So, I think them taking advantage of this is like, all right, now Ronda walks in as the babyface as she should. We need her to get cheered, and Nia's going to get booed out of the building for the rest of her career, or at we'll least see. for the next year. We'll see. I mean, she's suited better as a heel anyway. I agree. Um, we, we need to wrap up in a few minutes, but before we do, let's talk NXT for a minute. The um, Or no, we did that already. Uh, you wanted to discuss uh, New Japan for a second, so New I'll Japan, let you take that. New Japan, a little bit of Ring that. of Honor. Okay. Um, so uh, it's being reported by Dave Meltzer that uh, – Former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Hiromu Takahashi uh, has not been cleared to wrestle and may never be cleared to wrestle, mm-hmm. and they're unsure of what's going on. So potentially he may have to retire. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi uh, won the best of the Super Juniors this past summer, and he faced Will Ospreay at Dominion, and uh, by far one of the best matches on the entire show. That show, like it was like back, like the last three matches. 
all amazing. Yeah. Os- Osprey and Takahashi, Jericho and, and Naito, and then Omega and Okada four. It was an incredible show. Mm-hmm. But it's a sh- I think in one of the last uh, shows they did the Cow Palace, not the most recent one, but the one before that. He took like a bad pile driver from, from his opponent, and he messed up his neck. So they had to drop the title, and they had a tournament to have a new champion, which I think it ended up being it was between Marty Skrull and Kushida, and I think yeah, Kushida's the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a shame he uh, he's in the LIJ faction, Los Ingobernables de Japón, the everybody's favorite wrestling faction to incorrectly pronounce because <laughs> everybody gets it wrong. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. I mean, the fact that you just pronounced it somewhat correctly, I know I couldn't do that. So. And it, or that's why some people just say L-I-J. So anyway, um, he's only like 26, 27, and he's full of charisma. He's one. Of the, I really think they're going to have make give him a big push and have him hold it on to the junior uh, heavyweight championship for a long time. And it's a shame that this is coming out. Uh, there was someone recently who I kept trying to think – uh, I can't remember his name. He, he had a match with Okada, and he headbutted him, mm-hmm. and blood started gushing from his head, and he was and he was never clear to wrestle again. Yeah, uh, and I can't remember, and I can't think of his name. But um, anyway, yeah, that that sucks, cause especially he was a big player in New Japan. But coming up soon, a few weeks, got Ring of Honor final battle. Final battle. I'm, co- I'm going. We got Matt Taven versus Dalton Castle. Main event's probably going to be uh, Jay Lethal and Cody. Mm-hmm. We got the Young Bucks in a ladder wars match against uh, SCU, uh, SoCal Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian, and Where Scorpio. are you sitting, by the way? Cause I, I, I don't know. <laughs> My dad mentioned to me, he says, okay, I know this is going to be on your birthday, and I might not be able to see you on your actual birthday, but I'm letting you know that you are going to final battle, but you're not going to know where you're sitting until you the day of. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm excited. So You might be front row. <laughs> I could be. I could be. I don't know. Uh, but we'll have be to be better seats than we had last year. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was the Bucks, SCU, and uh, the Briscoe brothers in a ladder wars match for the tag titles. That's gonna be fun. Hangman Page versus Jeff Cobb for the ROH TV title. Uh, Christopher Daniels versus Marty Skrull. Uh, Marty, I think Marty Skrull won the Sea of Honor tournament on the Jericho Cruise. So Marty Skrull's Ring of Honor uh, number one contendership, number one is, contendership on is on the line. Yep. Um, Bully Ray versus Flip Gordon in an I Quit match. Yes. So you know Bully Ray is going to quit. What's really good is that this has been going on since All In, essentially. Yeah. Because Flip Gordon won the Battle Royal to face uh, Jay Lethal, and he eliminated Bully Ray. Yep, and Bully Ray came out after the world title match and assaulted Flip Gordon. Mm -hmm. And this is good that this story has been uh, uh, escalating up to this point. And uh, it's good because Flip Gordon has a standout match, and he's going to work with someone like Bully Ray. This can be a really great opportunity for for Flip Gordon. Yeah. Then I believe there's a Four Corners match for the... ROH Women's Championship. Uh, the only name I can remember right now is Madison Rain. That's the only uh, name you need to remember. I <laughs> she's the only one I can remember. I know they're the uh, Japanese uh, wrestler. Uh, she's been with Ring of Honor for a very long time, and she's the current champion. Um, and I think that's all the ma- oh no, and then we have Zack Saber Jr. having a match. And again, I can't remember his opponent's name, <laughs> but. This is great because last year we saw Will Ospreay in a match. Now I get to see uh, Zack Sabre Jr., yes. two of the best uh, wrestlers from the U.K. On speaking of the U.K., another thing I forgot to mention, apparently PW Insider is reporting that Walter, or Walter, however you want to pronounce his name, is coming to WWE. Is coming to WWE. I believe the current PWG champion, or current, pro- he's, he's held the PWG title, the Progress title, 
Um, some people are speculating that he's going to go to NXT. Well, what about NXT UK? Maybe. Definitely, no doubt. Uh, but yeah, so final battles coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll do our predictions, I believe. Not next week, maybe the week after. Whatever week it is, we'll do our predictions That's that week. That's also the same week as TLC. It's going to be double predictions. Double predictions, exactly. And we do them all the time. And we know which show will be better anyway. So so we'll do all that when that time Pretty comes. Well. So coming up next week, obviously, we'll touch everybody up more on Raw and SmackDown, where uh, the TLC card is going, Ring of Honor as well, New Japan, NXT. I'm sure the tapings will come out of Gargano and Champa either next week or the week after, I would assume. I would believe they wouldn't hold off the steel cage match that long. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about that as soon as those tapings come out. We'll get our reactions to the full segment because, again, we only saw the one clip. So we'll get our reactions to the full segment when that comes out and all that and more next week. So you've been listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast for Sean McChesney. And CJ Palmasano. We'll see you next time.